0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everybody. I am Lucia Matuonto, and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast. A talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books, And the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin. Welcome back to the Relatable Voice podcast. Today the RV is headed to Indiana to speak with Karen Muncher. Karen is a Salesforce executive TEDx speaker best-selling author, and podcast host. So, Karen, welcome to the RV.
1: Well, thank you. I'm thrilled to go on this road trip together. It reminds me of that Karaoke in Cars show. Are we going to (laughs) sing? Yes, you can sing because I'm not allowed to sing. I sing very bad, (laughs) (laughs)
0: So, Karen, I'm married to an Italian-American, and I understand you have a Sicilian background and you like cooking. Who taught you how to cook?
1: Yes, and I am fortunate that my soon-to-be 99-year-old Sicilian grandfather, Salvatore Mangia, is still alive and well here in my town. And one of my treasured traditions is that I still cook Sunday dinner for him every single Sunday. Mm-hmm. And he is vibrant. He is day trading stocks on his iPads. He has a smartwatch. He plants a garden. He takes walks. He loves a conversation. He'd love to be on this road trip with us right now. And I learned to cook growing up with my grandparents.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: then ultimately for my own enjoyment, as I was a working professional, I attended culinary school. So I am actually a professionally trained chef as well. And you can appreciate in an Italian family, no one understood why I would need to go to school for this. They said, you know how to cook? You're Italian, you don't need school for this. Yeah, I agree with you, we don't need school for that.
0: But your grandfather still cooking or he just enjoy eating your food?
1: He is still cooking. Every Sunday morning for many years, he makes bacon, eggs, toast, you know, the half a grapefruit. He still cooks spaghetti and meatballs, steaks on the grill. It's truly amazing.
0: So he has the perfect uh, uh, surname because mangia means to eat in Italian.
1: Exactly, yes. I mean, I feel like we've been typecast, but fortunately I do love food. And importantly, just like this road trip conversation, we're having the tradition of coming together with people to share a meal and share a conversation is a vital ritual.
0: Yeah, I love, I love. And you know, my grandma was a great storyteller. It seems that almost everything she cooked reminded her of some story or event. Does your grandfather also tell stories?
1: Yes, he has so many stories. And typically after we finish eating, while the dishes are still on the table, He will lean back in his chair and he'll have a toothpick that he's twirling between his teeth. And he will launch into a story of some kind. And after he shares the story, he'll take a big breath in and sigh. And he'll say, well, that's the story of my life.
0: Oh, cute. I want to give a ride to Mr. Salvatore next time.
1: Yes, he would love that.
0: So, Karen, I saw that at the age of 33, you faced an undiagnosed illness. How did that experience direct your professional life?
1: My experience with major medical changed everything. And in its own way, it was a gift because it helped me to redefine success and to change my relationship with work in a healthy way. And it's why I share this story publicly because I believe that we're all in big and small ways trying to heal our relationship with work. And when we change our relationship with work, everything changes. And along the way of my major medical experience, small things started happening. And this happens to all of us, right? We notice something isn't right and we explain it away. In my case, I had started gaining a little bit of weight and I would say to myself, well, I've been at a lot of customer dinners and, you know, you have the extra food, you know, you don't normally have a three course meal at home with a glass of wine every night. And then, oh, I started missing time of exercising to make up for the work I didn't do while I was at the dinner with the customer. And then I noticed I started forgetting things. And one day I had an impossible to ignore moment. I picked up my mobile phone to call my brother and I could not remember his name. Through a process of elimination, I scrolled through the contact list on my phone. I narrowed it down to people with the same last name until I could select his name from the list. It was an impossible to ignore moment. That moment sent me on a three and a half year journey of medical misdiagnosis, during which I gained 53 pounds without having a baby. My hair fell out, my skin turned gray, and one day I looked in the mirror and my eyes had literally changed color. And I never missed a day of work for being ill. Isn't that that shocking? When I say that, it sounds so horrible. You know, as you're nodding and listening, your face is like, oh, my goodness, how could you do that? And yet we do this all the time, don't we? We ignore our self-care to keep buying into the hustle culture and grinding, and I was doing it too. Now, after firing entire teams of doctors and spending three and a half years on this medical misdiagnosis journey, I finally received a correct diagnosis, and it was this, DDT, pesticide poisoning. No, struck me about the irony of that diagnosis. Yes, there was literal poison coursing through my veins, disrupting every aspect of my body. The reason that illness went so far is because I was carrying a toxic set of beliefs about what success was and what I was willing to do to get it. And I paid the price of my health. Now, from that diagnosis point forward, it took another five years until I got to a completely clean bill of health. The gift in that moment and the opportunity was that I got crystal clear for the first time in my life about what success looked like to me on my terms, and it was to be healthy enough to enjoy my life. When I got clear about my top priority, that top priority became a filter to ruthlessly prioritize every single moment of my life, what I said yes to and what I unapologetically said no to. Because in my mind, every decision, every moment of every day was an opportunity to move closer toward or further from that top priority, that top goal, my definition of success of being well. And what I think about is, A new formula for success, and I talk about this in my first book, Success with Less, which is pause, ponder, prioritize. What people are often shocked to discover is that success is rarely about more. Success is about less. It's about releasing the obligations that no longer serve us to make room for the people and experiences that do. And the reason that I share this story, the reason that I talk about this is Even within very successful careers and companies, there are people who are choosing a self-care mindset. There are people who are defining success on their own terms and having the courage to live it so that they can be winning at work and winning at life, not winning at work and losing at life.
0: For me, it's a surprise that it took you so long for knowing what you were having. And maybe it's because you were so focused on working if you have over 20 years of communication communication and everything to do with the business of people is that correct
1: yes that's true
0: and for our listeners what does that mean exactly the business of people
1: what i think about is being a catalyst who uses conversations, community, creativity, and content to empower individuals, teams, and organizations to sustain success. And what I so often am reminded is that every life has a story. We all want the same things. We all want to be healthy and happy and successful. We all want to belong. We all want to feel safe. And along the way, what I've discovered that I love is hearing the stories of people's lives and becoming the catalyst to help individuals, teams, and organizations realize their full potential and to not have realizing your full potential and accessing success come at the cost of your relationships and your health and the things that matter most. So I think about Continuing the curiosity, right? Asking better questions. It's part of why I started the Success from Anywhere podcast. And then I've invested a lot in learning through the years to become a better storyteller. And, you know, some stories are great for inspiration. I like to look in the direction of inspiration that goes to impact. What can we all take away and discover from these stories that helps us see choices? to make our work and our life and accessing success easier.
0: Very well explained. And Karen, your book title is Success From Anywhere. So can we have success from anywhere? Can you quickly tell us what the book is about? Just a little bit without
1: spoiling. Success From Anywhere is an invitation to freedom. The freedom to choose where you work, how you work, when you work, and the circumstances in which you work. And that includes an exploration of what you're tolerating that perhaps no longer serves you. It's an invitation to challenge the myths and misconceptions and outdated beliefs we've all been carrying about work that the pandemic illuminated. It's an invitation to reconnect with and return to your values, and it's an opportunity to to experience what i was talking about earlier which is to build a life that's as successful as your career to win at work and to win at life to live well and to work well
0: step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family Yes, and it's obvious that there are some factors that can affect someone's chances of succeeding. So, Karen, what qualities does a person need to have in order to be successful? I know there are many qualities, but can you just give us some, like two or three?
1: The first I would share is an activity that every one of your listeners could do as soon as Our conversation and our road trip ends, it's called the Stress-Free Experiment. Doesn't that sound wonderful? Who doesn't want to live stress-free? Here's how the Stress-Free Experiment works. It was created by a group of scientists at Stanford University. They took a group of university students who were reporting a high degree of burnout. And over a holiday break, they gave the students an assignment spend 10 minutes each day, literally set a timer with a physical pen and paper and just write. Write about whatever is on your mind. Grammar doesn't matter, spelling doesn't matter, whatever is on your mind. And then they selected a small group of students and they said, for you, we have a special assignment. For you, we want you to use your 10 minutes writing about your top value and how your top value shows up in your everyday life. Now, the smart researchers at Stanford have gone on to repeat this experiment thousands and thousands of times with everyone from entrepreneurs to executives and everyone in between, and the results are always the same, and it's this. Even if you only conduct the stress-free experiment one time for 10 minutes with a physical pen and paper write about your top value, whether that's wellness, family, you know, activity, relationships, community, volunteering, whatever that looks like for you. And you write about how that shows up in your everyday life. You can have the same outcome from the stress-free experiment as all of the folks who've participated in this through the years. Here's what they discovered. When we are clear about our top value or values and explicitly how those show up in our everyday lives, we demonstrate higher degrees of resilience, adaptability, The ability to tap into new ideas, the ability to see new solutions to old problems. And here is the magic of the stress-free experiment. Even if our circumstances do not change, we change our relationship with our circumstances because we're clear about what matters most. So first of all, the stress-free experiment. Every successful person I know is crystal clear about their values and they're living a life that is in alignment with their values. And at a very practical level, I define burnout as living outside of your values for an extended period of time. Success begins with knowing your values and your value. Second, successful people know their top priority and they align their best energy toward their own definition of success. I just did about 400 interviews with people who are redefining success. And they all went through the process of shedding this belief of societal success that's tied to your title, your bank account, where you live, your possessions, that certain handbag or label that you've been coveting. They all released that traditional definition in favor of something that they chose. And they give themselves permission to shift that definition at any moment in time. So for example, when I finally got healthy, I didn't need get healthy to be my top definition of success. I was free to choose something new. Success is an outcome we define, and successful people know what success means to them, and therefore the investment is worth it. Third, they make room for what matters most. Successful people make sure that the time that they invest moves them closer toward that definition of success And so many people listening right now are thinking, you don't understand. Karen, you don't know how busy I am. You're right, I don't, and I could take a guess. Here's what I've discovered. If everything is important, then nothing is important. And if you're looking to make room on your calendar or clear something off your to-do list, I like to ask three questions and a bonus question to challenge how important an activity or a meeting is in any given moment. One, does it have to be? Two, does it have to be me? Three, does it have to be me right now? And bonus question, does it have to be a meeting? Make room for what matters most. That's habit of successful people
0: and this is all in your book
1: this is all in my book and success from anywhere has a playbook as well where there are 10 games you can play to change this game of work and game of life and also to spark a dialogue with colleagues or even family and friends the book is also the inspiration behind the success from anywhere podcast We're we're featuring interviews with people who are disrupting where work happens, when work happens, and how work happens. We're looking in a new direction of success.
0: Wonderful. And what does success look like to you, Karen?
1: Success to me now is may I have what I want and want what I have. If I would summarize that in one single word, it would be contentment contentment is right here right now in this moment knowing I have enough I have done enough I am enough and you are too
0: I love it beautiful and you were telling us about your podcast which is the same title of your book success from anywhere So Karen, what can your listeners expect from your show?
1: On the show, you will meet innovative, inquisitive people who have wisdom to share about disrupting this thing we called work, this work and where it happens and when it happens that's so tied into what we believe success looks like. You will hear about people who will give you strategies to rebuild, repair or sustain trust. One of the topics of our time, certainly. You will meet people who are disrupting the spaces where we work and radically transforming them into something that accepts and supports people who are neurodivergent, for example. You will meet people who are focused on sustainability, unlikely people cracking into the executive suite on their own terms. You will meet someone who will teach you how to engage and connect inside of every conversation. There are so many thought leaders with wisdom to share that you can implement as soon as you listen to the show. And in fact, each show ends with asking them for something practical you can go use as soon as the show ends.
0: Actually, I was watching your show today and I saw that you are obsessed with what the future of work looks like.
1: Future of work is an equitable opportunity where we have flexibility, autonomy, and choice about how we work, where we work, when we work, and with whom we work. And that inside of that future of work is an opportunity for people to have their deepest desire fulfilled, which is really about belonging. What Mm -hmm. I think about as the future of work is companies as communities. Mm -hmm. The kinds of places that represent the attributes of why we choose to live in a community should be the same attributes about why we choose to work somewhere and how that should feel when we show up there every day.
0: Would you like to leave a message?
1: Success is not reserved for the other people you know, the people who went to the right school or grew up in the right family or had the right boss. Success is not a destination. Success is not a location. Success is not a title. Success is not a balance in your bank account. Success is the freedom to live the life you choose and you are already a success.
0: Thank you very much, Karen. And please let us know where we can find you, your podcast. Your book,
1: of course. (laughs) Yes, the Success From Anywhere podcast is available on all of your favorite podcasting platforms as well as on my YouTube channel. My four books are available on Amazon or your favorite online retailer. And you can connect with me on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, where I regularly post and publish new content.
0: Wonderful. So, Karen, what I want to tell you is thank you very much. I want to go back to Indiana and give you a ride. And of course, to talk with your grandfather as well.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He would love that. And so on on behalf of both of us, I would say grazie.
0: (laughs) Grazie mille. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening, and remember, relationships don't exist, relating does. Until next time.